Welcome to In Layman's Terms, a podcast dedicated to discipleship and putting scripture to use in our daily lives. I'm your host, Todd Seifert. I'm the Communications Director for the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church, comprised of approximately 1,000 churches in Kansas and Nebraska. As the title of this podcast suggests, I'm not ordained clergy, so what I share comes to you in layman's terms. I have more than 20 years of experience teaching the Bible to everyone from teens to 90-somethings, and I'm excited to share what Scripture has to say to us in today's society, and I love to tell stories of how people live their faith. Some episodes focus on a person or church doing great things to serve as the hands and feet of Christ. Some episodes include interviews with experts who can help us along our faith journey. And other episodes include some short reflections on Scripture. Thank you for joining me. started talking in our last episode about giving thanks and the importance of showing gratitude to God. I thought it was appropriate to do just a short little series this week of Thanksgiving. If you remember in that last episode, we talked about the prophet Daniel. While in captivity in Babylon, he showed us through his actions the way we should give thanks, both in good times and in bad. So how are you showing your thanks to God these days? Are you remembering to thank God for your blessings each day? This topic really got to me. It got me to thinking of how I and you can show gratitude to God. So how do others show gratitude to you for times when you're helpful? Do you receive a simple thank you, a greeting card, a letter, maybe a good old fashioned phone call instead of just a text? You know, businesses have some very formal and organized ways of saying thank you to their customers. When I was in Utah, we lived there for almost 15 years, there was this really cool little soda slash donut slash ice cream shop that had a punch card. If you bought a certain number of their items, you then received something free. Now my friends and colleagues are well aware of my penchant for Coke Zero, and they understand just how important that free soda was after filling the punch card because I could buy the six or seven of like the medium size or the 32 ounce size but when you got the free one, you could get the 44 ounce size. And that meant I had my Coke Zero for almost the entire day. It was a big deal for me. Yes, I'm really that boring. Well, anyone who travels a lot for business knows really well the importance of frequent flyer miles and hotel points. How that works is basically you fly long enough distances and stay enough nights in the same family of hotels and you receive a free flight and some free rooms or at least reduce costs on those things. Now in my day job as a communications director for the Great Plains Conference, roughly a thousand churches in Kansas and Nebraska, I have hotel rewards cards for five companies because in small towns across our two states, you often only have one or two options and they vary from company to company, from city to city. One that we're probably more familiar with when it comes to these rewards kinds of things is the grocery stores. For example, the town that I live in, the two of the three biggest chains are Hy-Vee and Dillon's. So for example, if you buy a specific thing on a specific day at Hy-Vee, you could receive a nickel or a dime or even a quarter off of a gallon of gas. 
Now my wife tends to prefer Dylan's because it's a lot easier. It's part of the Kroger family of grocery stores. So if you spend a certain amount of money, you receive a certain amount of a discount on your gasoline purchases and it doesn't matter what you bought. So why do these businesses do that? Well, first, it's their way of saying thank you to you. A way of showing gratitude for you spending time and money with their establishment. Second, and probably the most important thing, is they want to secure your business. In other words, they want to ensure they build and or maintain a strong relationship with you. And the way that they've tried to do that has changed throughout the years. When we first moved to Utah, we decided that we didn't really like the water there. And so uh, we had bottled water and we found a company there in town that provided it for us. And they literally kept a punch card just there in the office. So you didn't have to worry about keeping track of it. You just showed up, gave the guy your name, he pulled out your card, he punched the card, and then he'd fill your water bottles and give them back to you. Well, then punch cards got to where you were carrying them around. I know we had a whole slew of them in the glove boxes of our vehicles. Then came the cards with the magnetic strips on back, a lot like a credit card. Then we had cards with those microchips on them. Finally, now you just have apps on phones or even your Apple Watch can do some things. It's changed. A lot of ways it's easier. You don't have to keep track of as much stuff. The thing that often gets lost amid these loyalty cards, at least I think so, is that this is not a one-way street. You see, the business provides the opportunity, some would even use the word incentive, to build a relationship with them. But that doesn't happen unless the customer, the follower, the one using the loyalty program, buys into it. I don't really even mean by their cash. I mean they have to be willing to get into this relationship with the store. And that means there has to be acceptance. There has to be a willingness to actively participate. There has to be trust. It's actually showing gratitude in return when you think about it. What if we have some fun with this? And we looked at God as a provider of a loyalty card for us. Now, I admit that's a huge stretch. But let's run with this illustration for just a few minutes. If God's giving us the benefit of reward, and God is doing so thanks to the sacrifice made by Jesus, then how are we supposed to respond? Well, as I look through Scripture, I tried to find good examples of this. And I just have to come clean with you for one thing. The Psalms typically do not speak to me. I'm not a poetry guy at least not usually. There are a few uh, poets that I really enjoy, but for the most part, it's just not me. It's just not something I find interest in. And I really struggle to find the wisdom of God in the Psalms. Our bishop, Reuben Sines Jr., is exactly the opposite. He can read the Psalms and can really make them come alive for me when he gives his illustrations and he gives his explanations for them, but I struggle. But I will tell you this. As I was researching and studying how we show gratitude to God, I kept coming back to certain psalms. No matter what I looked at, whether it was a commentary or somewhere online, there are always these references to some of the ways that King David 
showed gratitude to God. And he shared those through some of the psalms that are attributed to him. So I thought, well, maybe it's time for me to give this a chance. And if David can show gratitude, then so can we. I say that because you have to remember David's life wasn't all roses and kittens. He was a flawed human being. In many ways, more so than some of us. Remember, he committed adultery. He literally plotted a murder. Those were the things he took action of himself on. But sometimes he just had bad things happen to him. He lost a child. His own family betrayed him and tried to kill him. Yet in each of those circumstances, David gave thanks to God. So let's look at how. I think the first way that David showed gratitude to God was that he looked back at all that God had already done for him and for the people of Israel. Let's take a look at Psalm chapter 105, verses 1 through 5. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wonderful works he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he has uttered. That last line, remember the wonderful works he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he has uttered. It's a reflection. It's a remembrance of God's accomplishments already, of the power God has exhibited, and of the mercy God has shown. If God can part the Red Sea, if God can provide for the chosen people, if God can share the Father's only begotten Son with us, then God can handle whatever it is that's afflicting you and me. David showed his gratitude to God by reflecting and naming what God had done for him already. So how do you reflect on what God has done? Do you make lists? Do you share some when you pray? Let's all endeavor to look back when we show gratitude for the things God already has done in our lives. Second, David showed gratitude to God by acknowledging something that sometimes we all need to be reminded of. Basically, God is God, and we most definitely are not. Let's look at Psalm 54, verses 4 through 7. But surely God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil, and your faithfulness put an end to them. With a free will offering I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from every trouble, and my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. In that psalm, in those short verses, David calls God basically his helper, the upholder of his life, a defender, an avenger, and most importantly, a deliverer. In other words, David names God's attributes, God's characteristics, the truths about God. And I tend to think that those may be different for different people. Do you need to embrace a God who is a tough disciplinarian? Some people do. 
Do you need to embrace a God who is a shield, a protector? For some people, that's important. Do you need to embrace a compassionate God who cradles you in his hands? Some people do. I think the important thing to remember is that God meets you where you are and as you need God. There's a great example from literature and from the movies. It's a movie and a book called The Shack. If you haven't read or seen this movie, you really should. God shows up to a man spiraling out of control because of grief. And God takes on three forms to help this guy work through the concerns in his life. There's what's described as a curvy black woman full of wisdom. A Jewish carpenter with a hands-on approach to everything. A frail Asian woman who seems to do and say the right thing at the right time. All three of them show a piece of God to this man struggling with his faith. All of them show God for who God is. Many things to many people. But just the right being for the right person at exactly the right time. It can be humbling, but I think it's important that we all remember something important here. For someone, a family member, a child, a young adult, a senior citizen, a person struggling for any number of reasons, that image of God, it just might be you. We've gone through two of the ways that King David has shown us through the Psalms how we can show gratitude to God. We'll be back with the other two in just a few moments. Join me, Ashley Alley Crawford, and me, Shelley Pitts, as we host conversations with and for clergy in order to describe what's happening, ask questions about how God is at work in our midst, and encourage the heart of pastors and leaders in this liminal time in which we find ourselves. Our show is called At the Threshold because we know that we are in the midst of change in this season. You can subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast app. Also, check out our website at greatplains.org slash at dash the dash threshold for more resources related to each topic. Our goal with each conversation is to find a little light at the threshold. Matthew 28 tells us to make disciples of Jesus Christ, but how can you do that? You can help by providing some inspiration each morning to someone else. Just go to www.greatplainsumc.org slash daily devotions. Once there, you'll find a QR code and a link to a sign-up page. Pick your day and your topic. If you need some assistance, there's even a link to the Vanderbilt University Daily Lectionary. Follow the instructions for submitting your devotion, and you've done your part to help inspire and encourage others in their Christian walk. Again, that's www.greatplainsumc.org slash daily devotions. Help make more disciples today. How does your church celebrate big events? How does it gather the community together? How does it sometimes introduce you to people you might not have known? Many times in the Great Plains, it's with a potluck dinner. And that's what we try to do with our podcast, Potluck. 
This is David Burke from the Great Plains Conference and host of Potluck, where we do, in audio form, all the things a potluck dinner does. Celebrate big events, gather the community, and introduce you to new and interesting people. Listen to Potluck, available at greatplainsumc.org. Welcome back to In Layman's Terms. We are talking during this Thanksgiving week about ways that we can show gratitude to God. We're using the lessons from the Psalms attributed to King David as our example in this episode. We've already talked about two. The first one being looking back, reflecting on what God's already done for us. The second one is considering who God is, the characteristics of God, the truths about God that we can embrace. The third is acknowledging that God listens to us. David shows that he understands that God listens to our cries. The writer of Psalm 66, which is presumably David, is in anguish. Something has gone horribly wrong. But David knows that God is hearing his cries for help, his pleading for intervention. Let's hear what David has to tell us from Psalm chapter 66, verses 16 through 20. Come and hear, all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for me. I cried aloud to him, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly God has listened. He has given heed to the words of my prayer. Blessed be God because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. I think it's important that we understand that God already knows what we need. God is listening to see if we ask for what we need or if we're just asking for what we want. The key point is God listens. We like it when people listen to us, right? When you tell a story and someone pays attention to you, even gets a little excited about it. It's exhilarating, isn't it, to have someone paying attention to you. I know I love to tell stories, but I also really enjoy hearing them. Prayers of gratitude are no different than stories. And I have great news for you. God is tuning in. So why not celebrate the God who listens? fourth and final way that David teaches us how to show gratitude to God is to have faith in God enough to expect an answer. I tip my hat to the Reverend Daryl Henshaw. He was the pastor of Shepherd of the Hills United Methodist Church when my wife and I started attending that church out in St. George, Utah around 2001. The congregation was building its first sanctuary and Daryl could sense the congregation wasn't showing quite enough faith. I remember him using the analogy that if the group was going to pray to God for resources such as money, then the congregation had better be prepared to handle a basket. Because not to be prepared was to put God into a box from which we don't think God can escape, but also, obviously, in fact, God is way bigger than. In other words, don't sell God short. The fact is we're the problem, right? We can be paralyzed or at least slowed by fear and doubt. 
and fear and doubt can consume our lives. That's a concept that is easier to understand when we have a loved one in the hospital, or when we lose a job, or when we're facing financial difficulties. Take a listen to Psalm 138, verses 1 through 3. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple, and I give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. David gives thanks for God's love, for God's faithfulness, indeed for God's mercy. And my best guess is the answer we receive probably has a lot to do with our attitude and our expectations and our motives. Ours, not God's. I love to look at secular culture to find things that show a good example for those of us in the Christian world. And I love how this concept is put in a song by country singer Eric Church. I will confess, as an artist, his music has grown on me over the years. When he first came out, I wasn't all that interested in in his music. But once I started paying attention a little bit closer, I realized just how great this guy is at songwriting. The lyrics that he has are just fantastic. And he has a single called Some of It that has the following words to open it. Beer don't keep, love's not cheap, and trucks don't wreck themselves. Mama ain't a shrink, daddy ain't a bank, and God ain't a wishing well. I love that line. While God may not grant us our wish list, I do think God gives us what we need. Those are answers, and for that, I think we have to remember to say thank you. If we were going to try to sum all four of these things up from King David, ways that we can show gratitude to God, and those are one more time, remember, look back, consider who God is, acknowledge that God listens, and then have faith enough to expect an answer. I think there's one passage from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18 that I think really does a good job of summing this up. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I want you to think of it as an opportunity to show God the same kind of loyalty that God shows us. The relationship that God wants with us, we really need to crave that same relationship from God. Boy, does God want us to do that. So let's give thanks. Let's show gratitude for the relationship that God wants with us. And thankfully, that relationship doesn't require a loyalty card of any kind.
Layman's Terms is a podcast sponsored by the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church and by me, your host, Todd Seifert. If you liked what you heard in this episode, please go rate us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening. It helps other people find us. And please, if you feel so inclined, share us on Facebook or other social media. Our music comes via a licensed subscription with FirstCom Music. You can find archived podcasts on my website, toddseifert.com, or via a link on the conference website, greatplainsumc.org slash podcasts. Feel free to email me any questions or suggestions to tseifert at greatplainsumc.org, and I'll do my best to respond as quickly as possible. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, please do what you can to help make more disciples of Jesus Christ. You can play a small part in helping change a life.